فمن اغلمو سو ہو از مور انجسٹ ہو از مور انفیئر مم من دین ہو اف ترا ہی فیبریکیٹڈ اللہ اگینسٹ اللہ کدیبن الائی دا موسٹ انفیئر دا موسٹ انجسٹ پرسن از ہو دا ون ہو فیبریکیٹس الائی اباؤٹ اللہ میننگ ہی میک سم تھنگ اپ ہم سیلف And he says that Allah is the one who has said it. Allah is the one who has commanded it. Like for instance, the mushrikeen of Makkah, what would they do? They would perform the tawaf around the Kaaba while being naked completely. And what would they say? That Allah is the one who has told us to do this. And just like that, today also, many people, they invent things about their religion. This is allowed or this is not allowed. And what do they say? Oh, it is mentioned in the Qur'an. Oh, the Prophet ﷺ said it. However, nothing such as that has been mentioned. So the one who fabricates a lie about Allah, this is great injustice. This is the height of injustice. This is the height of oppression. Why? Because a person is leading so many people astray. So many people are going to commit something wrong thinking that what they're doing is so good. I mean, think about it. How foolish could a person be that he's walking around the Kaaba naked completely, exposed before others, humiliating himself, embarrassing himself, thinking that he's performing a very righteous deed. How sad could it be? Why are they doing this? Because someone invented a lie about Allah. So, فَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ افْتَرَى عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا أَوْ كَذَّبَ بِآيَاتِهِ Or he denies the ayat of Allah. Meaning the one who rejects the verses of Allah, the verses that Allah has revealed, the commands that He has given, even that is great injustice. Even that is the height of unfairness. Because when the verses of Allah are called a lie, when they're rejected, then it will have an effect on other people as well. Because when one refuses to believe, then what happens? Other people are also encouraged to do the same thing. Like for instance, the Ahlul Kitab, when they disbelieved, what happened? So many people disbelieved after them. The mushrikeen, the leaders amongst them, when they disbelieved, what happened? So many people disbelieved after them as well. Because people follow others. Majority of the people, what are they like? Sheep. They're not leaders. What are they? Followers. Just because someone said something, did something, they will follow them. So the one who denies the verses of Allah, height of injustice. Allah says, أُولَٰئِكَ Those people, يَنَالُهُمْ It will reach them. It will attain them. From noon, يَا لَمْ Nail is to attain. So what will attain them? What will reach them? نَصِيبُهُمْ Their portion. Their portion? Which portion? Min from Al-Kitab, the decree. Over here, Kitab does not mean book. Rather, it means decree. Kitab gives the meaning of maktub, meaning that which has been written for them. Meaning that which Allah has written for them in His decree. In other words, the provision that He has decided for them. Because every person, before even He is sent to this world, His provision is decided. that he is going to take these many breaths. He is going to live for these many days, these many hours, these many minutes, and these many seconds. This person is going to have such and such amount of you know, grain, for instance, or such and such amount of cookies, or such and such amount of liquid, or water, or milk. Every person, their risk is written. 
It is fixed from before. You cannot have a morsel more than what was decreed for you, and you cannot have a bite less than what was decreed for you. This is why sometimes it's amazing that you, you know, have food in front of you and you're putting it in your mouth. You know, you're taking it up to your mouth. But what happens? Somebody else comes and they're looking at it and you haven't taken it into your mouth yet. So what do you do? You give it to them. It was about to go into your mouth. But what happened? It ended up in somebody else's mouth. Why? Because it was meant for them and not for you. It was written for them, it was not written for you. So, أُولَٰئِكَ يَنَالُهُمْ نَصِيبُهُمْ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ They will get whatever is decreed for them. Yes, many times it happens that you take food with yourself so that you can eat it. But what happens? Somebody else comes, they're hungry, and you're like, okay, go ahead and take it. And you never thought that this food, somebody else would eat. Because especially when you're packing it, and you're like, yeah, I can't wait to have the sandwich, can't wait to have this you know, rice, this biryani, this, this food, that food. And then what happens? You don't even get to have a single bite of it. Hmm? You go buy yourself a chocolate bar, and it's sitting on the dining table. And what happens by the time you come? Your brother already ate it. Your husband already finished it. You were like thinking about it, imagining it, I'm going to go have it. But before you get there, it's done, it's gone. Why? Because it was meant for them. It was never meant for you. That doesn't mean it's okay to go and eat other people's food without permission. <laughs> but if it happens, then accept it that okay, it was meant for them, not for me. Yes. She's from Somalia. She uh, never brought samosas for me, and I really like samosas a lot. She just um, rang the bell, and she came, and look, I, I brought samosas for you. And uh, just after, like, um, one hour, one of my friends, she said, I made palaf for you. And I really thought, subhanAllah, I don't have anything to eat, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made arrangements somewhere else for me. Yes, it's very true. So whatever is decreed for you, you will get it. Remember the hadith that, Whatever strikes you, it was never meant to miss you. And whatever has missed you, it was never meant to reach you. So always remember this. This will give you, you know, peace of mind and satisfaction with whatever happens in life. See, the Prophet ﷺ, he said that everything has already been written for you. So do ihsan in the way that you acquire it. Okay, meaning acquire whatever has been written for you in the lawful way, in the best way. Like for instance, people will adopt haram means in order to buy something, in order to get something, whether they steal it or they use a haram loan or they use interest money. You know what? They are harming themselves. Because if that object, if that house, if that education was written for them, they were definitely going to get it. No one could ever prevent it from them. But our obligation is that we acquire whatever that we acquire, how? Through the best way possible, through the halal way. Stay away from haram. And have this conviction that whatever is written for me, it's going to reach me. So I should adopt halal way. And if a person adopts a haram way to get something, then they are responsible, meaning they will be sinful. Because Allah has decreed and decided the provision. 
But Allah did not force on you the means with which you acquire that provision. That means with which you acquire that provision, that is your choice. You could adopt lawful means, you could adopt unlawful means. And that is your responsibility. That's why you'll be held accountable for it. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. One day Ali radiallahu anhu, he was traveling and um, he had his horse in his saddle and he had to go inside a masjid. So he asked a man to watch his horse and saddle for him while he was praying. And then the man's like, okay. Um, so he went, Ali prayed and he came back and he saw his horse but there was no saddle on it. So he's like, okay, khair inshallah. He went to the market to go buy a saddle. And then he saw a merchant selling a saddle and it was his exact saddle. And then um, he asked the merchant, can you tell me how much you sold this for for the person who gave it to you? He said, I sold it for two dinar, I think. And he said... Bought it or sold it? He, he bought it for okay. two dinar. And then he said, I, Wallahi, I was going to give him that two dinar for watching my um, saddle. So just... He would have gotten did you, that Did you understand? Ali radiallahu anhu had intended to give that man two dinar for watching the saddle and the horse. But what did that man do? He stole that saddle and he sold it for two dinar. So two dinar was meant for him. But what did he do? He adopted unlawful means to acquire that two dinar. How sad. How sad. So it's so important that whatever we get, even if it's a sip of water, a sip of drink, anything, adopt halal means, adopt correct means. Because whether it is a righteous person or sinful person, obedient person or an evil person, every person will attain whatever is decreed for him. Because who is being mentioned in this ayah? The one who fabricates a lie about Allah. The one who rejects the ayat of Allah. Allah says about them, they will attain whatever has been decreed for them. Meaning the provision will not be lessened. Because sometimes we wonder that why is it that so-and-so is so wrong, they're clearly making a big error, but still, you know, they are healthy, they're wealthy, they're perfectly fine, they're in fact very successful in the worldly sense. How come they're not suffering from great trials? How come? Because whatever worldly provision Allah has decided for them, they will get it. And this teaches us that just because someone has worldly provisions, it doesn't mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy with them. Think about Abu Jahl. Think about Abu Lahab. For how long they enjoyed the luxury of this world, the enjoyment of this world, the wealth of this world, health, everything they enjoyed. Until when? Until the time of their departure. Until the time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caught them for the sins that they were committing. So, أُولَٰئِكَ يَنَالُهُمْ نَصِيبُهُمْ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ they will attain whatever that is decreed for them. Hatta until Ida when Ja'athum it will come to them Rusuluna, our messengers, meaning the angels, when they will come to them, why? Yatawafonahum to take them in full, meaning in order to take their souls away, in order to you know take them away. So in other words, for their death. When the angels of death come to them. Because remember that each person, how will he depart from this world? that the angels of death are sent to him in order to take his soul away. To some people, angels that are beautiful, radiant, with glowing faces, that smell beautiful, that will bring good news and comforting words, they will come. And to others who will come, 
angels that are scary, scary in their appearance. So, حَتَّى إِذَا جَاءَتْهُمْ رُسُلُنَا يَتَوَفَّوْنَهُمْ The angels of death will come to them and they will take their souls in full. What will happen at that time? قَالُوا They will say, meaning the angels will say to these people at the time of their death, that Aina, Where? Ma? Is that which kuntum you used to? Tad'una? You call upon min dunillah besides Allah. Where are all those beings whom you used to call upon besides Allah? Meaning, where are all those beings that you worship besides Allah? You thought they deserved your worship. You sought their help. You relied on them. You believed in them. You loved them. You adored them. And your love for them was so strong that it prevented you from loving Allah. It prevented you from accepting the truth that Allah had sent. That when someone died, there was Ibrahim salam, he was talking with um, the angel of the angel of death, and he was talking with him, he was like, I want to see how you come to people when they're a good believer. And he said, okay, turn. And he turned around, and they said, no, turn back. And he saw him, it was a beautiful man, with white clothes, and he smelled so beautiful. And Ibrahim salam, said that if anybody in this dunya did any good, and they didn't get one thing out of it, looking at you at this point would be suffice for them. And then he's like, I want to see you when you are turning to the one who's not a believer. And the um, angel of death said, you can't. I'm not going to show it to you. You can't handle it. And he said, no, I want to see. I want to see. He said, fine, turn your face. He turned and he came back. He saw a being that was so tall and so strong that his feet were clawed into the earth, but his body was soaring into the heavens. He had a black face and there was a knot coming from the eyes and his voice was thunderous. And Ibrahim fainted. And then he woke up again. And Mikhail was in his normal form. And then he said to him that if anybody in this dunya, any kufar, any disbeliever, if he didn't get one punishment, be it in the qabr or be it in this dunya, your face would be suffice. Your body in that form would be suffice. Where did you hear this? By Sheikh Ahmed Ali on the Surah okay. So they will say, أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ تَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ Imagine those scary angels with horrific appearance. Imagine they will say to those people, where are all those beings that you used to worship besides Allah? Qalu, they will say, anna. They are lost from us, meaning we don't know where they are. They're not here. We've lost them. Washahidu. And they will testify Allah against Anfusihim themselves that Annahum Kanu Kafirin that they were disbelievers. They will testify against themselves that they were disbelievers. What does this ayah teach us? That Presently in this world, what is going on? In this life, what is going on? That there are people who recognize the truth, yet they don't accept it. Yet they call what Allah has revealed a big lie. And they fabricate lies about Allah. And they're going on in their lives very happily. But don't get deceived. It doesn't mean that what they're doing is okay. They're just receiving whatever Allah has decreed for them. And eventually when the angels of death will come to them, at that very moment, what will happen? They will admit that they were wrong. They will confess that they were wrong. So many times it happens that people, they are doing wrong and they think that it's so important, it is the best thing to do, it is the right thing to do. However, at the moment of death, they will realize that what they were doing was wrong. So before that moment comes, what is necessary? That we change our actions. That we improve ourselves. Allah says that, قُلْ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَفْتَرُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبَ لَا يُفْلِحُونَ Those people who fabricate lies against Allah, they will never be successful. Never ever they will be successful.
متاع في الدنيا ثم الينا مرجعهم ثم نذيقهم العذاب الشديد بما كانوا يكفرون for them is brief enjoyment in this world and then to us is their return we will make them taste the severe punishment because they used to disbelieve surah yunus ayah 6970 قال he will say meaning on the day of judgment allah will say to them so at the time of death their punishment begins They will confess that they were wrong and their punishment begins. And then in the hereafter, on the day of judgment, what will happen? Allah will say, اُدُخُلُوا All of you enter. Meaning all of you such people who fabricate lies about Allah, who reject the verses that Allah has revealed, enter. فِي in Meaning amongst umamin, nations. قَدْ in fact خَلَطْ it passed مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ before you. Which nations that went before you that were min al-jinn from the jinn wal-ins and the men. Meaning the previous generations of jinn and men who were like you enter amongst them where? Finnar in the hellfire. Meaning it doesn't matter at what time a person came into this world. If his actions are like Iblis, If his actions are like Fir'aun, if his actions are like Abu Jahl, then what will happen? All such people will end up in the same place. And what is that? An-nar, hellfire. Because what do we learn? That al-mar'u ma'a man ahabba. A person will be with those whom he loves. And who is it that you love? The one whom you emulate. The one whom you are like. Because people only love those who are like them, who think like them, who behave like them, who have the same objectives like them, who are similar to them in their actions, in their nature. Who do you get along with? Those people who are similar to you. So those who resemble in their actions, whether it is from the jinn or the men, what will happen? They will all end up in the same place in the hellfire. And notice what is being mentioned in the previous verses again and again. Pride. Pride, whether it is in the form of fabricating lies about Allah or it is in the form of refusing to believe in the verses of Allah. Earlier we learned about the story of Iblis, how he was also arrogant. So those who refuse to accept or those who know, but yet still they don't change themselves, then what is it that's causing them to do all this? It's pride. Iblis, did he not know that Allah had commanded him to prostrate to Adam? Of course he did. He knew what the truth was, but yet he did not surrender. He was made to realize his mistake, but yet he did not acknowledge, he did not seek forgiveness. So all people who behave like Iblis, then where will they end up? With Iblis. Same end. This is why it's so important that we take the ayat of Allah very seriously. Not even one ayah should pass in the Qur'an, That we say about it, yes I know, but I can't do this. I'm not ready for it. No, we should not have this kind of attitude with the verses of Allah. Because what is this? Pride. If you think about it, what is it that's preventing a person from accepting the verses of Allah and changing himself in the light of those verses? It is pride. And it could be something very small. If you think about it, prostrating to Adam, was it really a big deal? Was it really a big deal? It wasn't a big deal. If all the angels were prostrating to Adam, then how difficult was it for Iblis to prostrate to Adam? It wasn't that difficult. 
the action of sajda, is it really hard? Is it really tough? No. All you have to do is just get down on the floor. Simple. Just put your head on the floor. Which many times you want to do anyway, just to relax your body. It wasn't a difficult action. But Iblis found it difficult because of his pride. Just like that. Just a small example because we've been discussing this since the past few classes. That wearing the hair for instance. Wearing it lower as opposed to higher. Is it really that tough? Is it really that difficult? But what is it that could prevent a person from fixing their hairstyle? What is it? What? Is it laziness? Is it difficulty? Is it hardship? Is it headache? What is it? I'm not going to do it. I can't do this. And one excuse after the other. What could it be? Pride. Because the believer's reaction is what to the commands of Allah? Samirna wa We hear and we obey. He doesn't say samirna wa We hear, but we will disobey. We're not going to do this. So this is a very serious matter. Never belittle any command of Allah. Any command, any instruction. Because shaitan, he leads us astray, he makes us commit big mistakes. How? By making us commit small mistakes. Little, little things. He belittles, you know, small sins for us, so that we commit them. And then, it's easy for us to commit big mistakes as well. So those who behave like Iblis, who behave like the previous people of the past, who were arrogant, who rejected what Allah revealed, what Allah commanded, they will all end up in the same place. Allah will say, قَالَ ادْخُلُوا فِي أُمَمٍ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنسِ فِي النَّارِ In the hellfire. All of you shall end up in the same place. كُلَّمَا Each time, every time, دَخَلَتْ It entered. Meaning every time it will enter. Who? أُمَّةٌ A nation. Meaning every time a group of people, a group of men, a group of jinn will enter hellfire, what will happen? La'anat. It will curse them. Who will curse them? Ukhtaha. Its sister. Meaning its sister nation is going to curse it. So you understand? Every time a group of people are entering the hellfire, they're getting cursed. By who? By their sister. What does it mean by sister nation? Sister, if you think about it, sisters, when are two people called sisters? When? Yes, when they are from the same parents. But also, sisters resemble one another. Isn't it? Like for example, if there's a friend of yours who looks very much like you, people will ask you, are you guys sisters? Right? People will ask you. And sometimes... Like you wonder, really? Do we actually look like sisters? We never thought about it. But they see some resemblance in you. Some resemblance. And based on that, they call you sisters. Just because you sit together, just because you come in the same car, they think that you are sisters. So there's always something similar between sisters. So why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala call another nation its sister nation? Because they will resemble in their actions. They will resemble in their kufr in their pride, in their rejection of the verses of Allah, in their rejection of the commands of Allah. This is why we learn that people who refuse to pray salah, who refuse to pray salah, you know who they will be with in the hereafter? Fir'aun. Fir'aun. Imagine. Why? Because they resemble Fir'aun in their pride, in their arrogance. 
Why would they curse? Because the word ummah, ummah is actually a feminine word. Okay, so that's why the word ukht has been used. It doesn't mean that they will all be women. No. What it means, it's just that every noun in the Arabic language has a gender. So ummah is feminine. This is why ukht is being used. So la'anat ukhtaha. Now, what's amazing over here is that they're cursing one another. They're cursing one another. Whereas, think about it. If there's someone who has done exactly like you did, aren't you proud about it? Like for example, many times it happens that if you are going to a particular school and you are studying a particular program, then people who studied that before you, they guide you, they mentor you, they help you out. Why? They support you. Why are they doing that? Because they're kind of happy about the fact that you are doing the same thing. So they're willing to help you, even if it's by showing you their notes or showing you how they studied or telling you about which books to use, which references to use. They help you because they're proud about the fact that you were doing the same thing that they did. But what do we see over here? That they will curse each other. They will curse each other. Imagine someone is entering somewhere and they're welcomed by what? A curse. A curse. لَعَنَتْ أُخْتَهَا Because they'll be so angry, so frustrated. حَتَّى until إِذَا وَنْ إِدَّارَكُوا فِيهَا They will be piled up in it. They will all be in hellfire, entering hellfire successively, one after the other. Because remember that every time a nation enters, so there'll be many nations that will enter, how? Successively, one after the other. So until إِدَّارَكُوا فِيهَا إِدَّارَكُوا is from the root letters دَال رَاكَافْ And dark we know is a low level. Right? The munafiqeen, where will they be? فِدَّارْكِ asfal In the lowest, lowest level of hellfire. So dark is a low level. And إِدَّارَكَ تَدَارُكْ is when one thing is piled on top of the other. One thing is piled on top of the other. So things that are piled up on each other, starting from very low. Starting from very low. So, حَتَّى إِذَا دَارَكُوا فِيهَا When they will all be assembled in hellfire, piled one after the other, each has entered hellfire, جَمِيعًا altogether, قَالَتْ It will say who? أُخْرَاهُمْ the last of them. Meaning the last which entered hellfire, they will say, لِأُولَاهُمْ About the first of them. Meaning, the last people to enter hellfire will say about who? The first people who entered hellfire. They will say, رَبَّنَا O our Lord, هَأُولَاءِ These are the ones who? Who? Those who entered first in hellfire. These are the ones who adalluna. They misled us. Because they entered first, right? So in time, they came to the world before us. They were our ancestors. They're the people who pioneered us. They're the people who came before us, who set an example for us, who taught us, who told us to do this and this wrong. These are the people who misled us. So for example, when we do something wrong, what do we say? Shaitan. Iblis, his fault. Yes, okay, it's his fault. But you know what? It's also your fault. Why? Because you listened to him. Allah warned you. Allah made you aware. 
He taught you from before, but you chose to listen to him. So okay, you blame shaitan, but you cannot exempt yourself of responsibility. You are also responsible for the mistake that you have made. You are also responsible. Like for instance, if there's someone who has made you really upset, who has made you really upset, and you're so frustrated, you're so angry, that you lose control of yourself and you go break something. You go break something. You break your mother's favorite vase, for instance. Because you're so angry, you want to take that anger out. Okay, so when your mom will ask you, why did this happen? Is this enough of an excuse that my younger sister really made me mad? So it's her fault? Ask her why she made me mad? No. It's her fault, okay. But it's also your fault because you chose to throw that vase down. Right? You could control yourself or you could... Throw it down. You chose to throw it down. So you know what? It is your fault as well. So the people in hellfire, what will they say? That these first ones, the first generation, Iblis, those who came before us, they're the ones who misled us. So it is their fault. So, O oh Allah, فَآتِهِمْ So give them عذاب and punishment, ضِعْفَ and double مِنَ النَّارِ of the fire. Give them double punishment. They'll be so mad. The same people whom they used to take as examples. They used to look up to them. They would emulate them. They regarded them. They respected them so much. They accepted every instruction of theirs. What will happen? On the Day of Judgment, they will say, Oh Allah, give them double punishment. We hate them. Double punishment give them. It's like if someone, for instance, if there's apparently a friend who seems to be a friend to you, but in reality they're harming you, and later on you find out that they were coming in front of you as a friend, but in reality they were breaking your family apart, they were ruining your family life, then what happens? At the end, you love them or you hate them? You would hate them. In this world also this happens, that that love turns into hate. It turns into hate. So imagine in the hereafter when people will realize that we follow these people and this is where we've ended up. We love them yesterday, but oh Allah, give them double punishment today. عَذَابَ الْضِعْفَ مِنَ النَّارِ قَالَ Allah will say, لِكُلِّنْ ضِعْفٌ For each is double punishment. Why? Because where each person was misguided, he was also misleading others. Where he was misguided, he was also setting a bad example for others. Where he was following others in wrong, he was also setting an example for those who came later on. Like for instance, if there is a man who in his childhood was exposed to wrong things, and as a result what happens? He grows up and he develops many bad habits. So what will happen? Somebody taught him Somebody taught him those wrong things. He developed bad habits. But automatically, he is setting a bad example for who? For his children. Right? So where he was misguided, he also misguided others. Where he did something wrong, he also misled others. So Allah will say, لِكُلِّنْ ضِعْفٌ For each is double punishment. وَلَكِنْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ But you don't know. Meaning you don't understand. You don't know how. Each person will have double punishment. What do we learn over here? What's the main lesson? That we should never follow other people blindly. 
We should never accept what other people are telling us just because they're telling us. Use the mind, the reasoning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. Refer to the knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed in His book. Just because someone is doing something and just because someone is saying something, it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. Take the example of dressing up because the previous verses were about clothing. So just because the whole world is dressing up in a particular way, it doesn't mean that we dress up in the same way. That's not the criteria that Allah has given us. Just because someone is wearing their hijab in a particular way or a particular kind of hijab, doesn't mean it's okay. No. But what do we do? We just follow other people. We have that cheap mentality. You know, I saw someone do something, I'm going to do the same thing as well. No. Use the mind that Allah has given you. Use the mind that Allah has given you. Remember, there's two kinds of errors. There's two kinds of mistakes. One is that which is a result of ignorance. That a person didn't know. So he did something wrong. And the other is that a person made a mistake when he knew or he could have known. So in other words, that mistake could have been prevented. It could have been prevented. So in this case, he is responsible. He will be held accountable. So where Allah has given you the knowledge, where Allah has revealed the instructions, sent the messenger, explained the haq in detail, then we cannot offer this excuse on the Day of Judgment, Oh Allah, I didn't know. Assalamualaikum. Recently I had a talk in my class about uh, plagiarism and how even if someone does it unknowingly, they will still be held accountable for it because rightfully they should have known. They should have known. And even in our times now, you can't say, oh, I didn't know. When we have all these resources, all these people around us, so we rightfully should have known what was right and wrong. Yes. If we don't, then we're just choosing to be blind about it. Exactly. We learn about the companions of the Prophet wasallam how they would ask the Prophet ﷺ about little, little things. In the Qur'an, what do we learn? Yas'alunaka, yas'alunaka. They ask you, they ask you about this. They ask the Prophet ﷺ about every little thing. Why? Because they wanted clarification. They wanted to make sure that they weren't doing anything that was wrong. And majority of the time, what is our behavior? We pretend that it's okay. It's irrelevant to find out. It's not necessary to find out. It's not a big deal. It can be a big deal. Because a believer, what did we learn about at the end of Surah Al-An'am? That, inna salati wa nusuki wa mahiyaya wa mamati. Entire life is dedicated to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it has to be according to what Allah has taught, what Allah has revealed. And if we don't bother to find out, then it is our fault. In Surah Al-Ahzab, Ayah 67-68, Allah says, وَقَالُوا The people in hellfire, they will say, رَبَّنَا O our Lord, إِنَّا أَطَعْنَا سَادَتَنَا وَكُبَرَاءَنَا We just followed our masters, our dignitaries, our elders, our leaders. We just followed them. فَأَضَلُّونَ السَّبِيلَ So they misled us from the right way. They misguided us. رَبَّنَا آتِهِمْ ضِعْفَيْنِ مِنَ الْعَذَابِ O oh Allah, O oh our Lord, give them double punishment. وَلْعَنْهُمْ لَعْنًا كَبِيرًا And curse them a great curse. Meaning, they'll be so frustrated and angry at all those people who misled them. But it was their fault as well. They chose to follow them. وَقَالَتْ And it will say, أُولَاهُمْ The first of them. لِأُخْرَاهُمْ To the last of them. Because the last of them, last of the nations, they will say that, O oh Allah, 
the first one misled us. So give them double punishment. Now, the first one will respond. That why are you blaming us? So, وَقَالَتْ أُولَاهُمْ لِأُخْرَاهُمْ That فَمَا صُنَاتْ كَانَ It was لَكُمْ for us عَلَيْنَا Against us مِنْ فَضْلٍ Any favor. Meaning, you don't have any favor over us. Meaning, how are you any better than us? You think it's all our fault entirely? What makes you better than us? If we were arrogant, you were also arrogant. I mean, imagine the state of those people who don't pray salah and they will blame shaitan on the day of judgment. Hmm? Shaitan, if he says that, how are you better than me? He would be justified in making this claim. Because if you think about it, he refused to prostrate just once. And those who follow him, they refused to prostrate how many times? Many, many more times than Iblis refused. So, the first of them will say, فَمَا كَانَ لَكُمْ عَلَيْنَا مِنْ فَضْلُ You're no better than us. What makes you better? What gives you the right to say that we deserve double punishment? You deserve double punishment as well. If we misled others, you misled others too. فَذُوقُ الْعَذَابِ So taste the punishment. بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَكْسِبُونَ Because of what you used to earn. Meaning, you acquired these sins. You are blameworthy. You are responsible for what you did. Don't blame others. Just like in this world, excuses don't work many times. In the hereafter, they will not work at all. But many times, people want to get out of difficulty. How? By blaming others. But it's not going to help in the hereafter. فَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنِ افْتَرَى عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا أَوْ كَذَّبَ بِآيَاتِهِ أُولَئِكَ يَنَالُهُمْ نَصِيبُهُمْ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ حَتَّى إِذَا جَاءَتْهُمْ رُسُلُنَا يَتَوَفَّوْنَهُمْ قَالُوا قَالُوا أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ تَدْعُونَ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ قَالُوا ضَلُّوا عَنَّا وَشَهِدُوا عَلَى حتى إذا اداركوا فيها جميعا قالت أخراهم لأولاهم قالت أخراهم لأولاهم ربنا هؤلاء أضلونا فآتهم عذابا ضعفا من لا تعلمون 
وقالت أولاهم لأخراهم فما كان لكم علينا من فضل فذوقوا فذوقوا العذاب بما كنتم تكسبون. So never disobey Allah for the sake of others. Because no matter who those people are, they're not going to care for you on the Day of Judgment. Not at all. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, nashadu an la ilaha illa anta, nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.